This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Voices of the Walrus on AMI Audio, where professional readers give voice to articles from Canada's best general interest magazine. I'm your host, Roger Ashby. William Pang tells the personal story of meeting the children of the nanny who raised him. Norma Wick reads, My Other Mother. William Pang is a writer based in Montreal. His work has been published in the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star. I'm Norma Wick. This is a first-person account titled, My Other Mother, by William Pang, from the September-October issue of The Walrus. What did you know about me when you were young? I asked Angel. The question had been on my mind for years. That she took care of you day and night, Angel replied. I smiled awkwardly, not quite sure what to say. Growing up in Hong Kong, I'd had all the love and attention from Angel's mother, my former live-in nanny, that a child could expect, whereas Angel saw her mother for only three weeks a year, when her mother would fly home to the Philippines. I thought that... After my nanny retired, she would finally get to parent her own children. But when I visited Auntie Zenny's house last December, I was surprised to see that her living room was plastered with relics from my childhood, including a foam Mufasa with its head half-severed, and a stained Santa Claus refrigerator magnet that used to hang on our fridge door. Her real name is Zeneda Bantagon, but my family always called her Auntie Zenny. She started taking care of me when I was born— and she stayed with my family for over 15 years. Back then, both my parents had careers and worked long hours. So whether it was changing diapers, picking me up from school, or steaming fish Chinese-style, Auntie Zenny had to do it mostly by herself. The only time she took off, aside from her annual vacation, was on Sundays, when she would put on makeup, douse herself in perfume, and head to church. Despite the time Auntie Zenny and I spent together, she wasn't family. For one, we were rarely in the same room with my mum and dad. Auntie Zenny did not join us for meals, eating instead in the kitchen at a small table affixed to the washing machine. I remember lingering around the kitchen and wondering why she ate alone. She would smile and motion me back to the dining room. They are your parents. I am not, was the point she seemingly wanted to make clear. At the time, it was hard enough to think of her as anything but a mother, one who was solely mine. Although I vaguely knew that she had several children, I couldn't be bothered to ask about them. She was, as Angel said, with me, day and night. In the hours before my parents came home from work, Auntie Zenny would take the chopping boards to the dining table and listen to me complain about classmates, friends, and homework as she worked her way through the choice sum and Guy Lan, vegetables she knew I liked. Looking back, all I can imagine are her four kids crowded around the phone, fighting to hear their mother's voice once a week, knowing the international calling card could expire at any minute and cut them off. The rare times I saw her acts of love for these faraway children were during our monthly trips to a Western Union branch, where I remember whining about the wait as Auntie Zenny stood in line, checkbook in hand, 
or whenever I watched her seal a shipping box overstuffed with soaps, snacks, and other sundries to send home. When I visited Auntie Zenny over the holidays, I also met some of her kids, now grown up. I had expected to be greeted with animosity, perhaps due to my lingering guilt for having taken time away from their mom for all those years. To my relief, they spoiled me, serving me big portions at every shared meal, the love language of Filipinos, and surveilling my bowls of stir-fry noodles to make sure I was ready for seconds. This past January, I flew to Alberta, where Angel now lives, to get to know her a bit better. She'd spent a few years living with my family in Hong Kong, starting when I was a kid and she was in her twenties. But I'd never really understood how she and her siblings related to their mother after spending so much time apart, nor do I think I will ever truly grasp what they had to go through without Auntie Zenny by their side. As Angel and I talked, I could see that, as a mother, she was determined to spend every moment at the side of her two playful boys. It reminded me of Auntie Zenny's propensity to share love unconditionally. That was a first-person account titled My Other Mother by William Pang from the September-October issue of The Walrus. I'm Norma Wick. You've been listening to Voices of the Walrus on AMI-audio, produced by Don Dickinson, audio engineering by Sam Robinson and Bill Shackleton. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank, and I'm your host, Roger Ashby. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating and review, and subscribe for more. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.